Highland Falls, El Paso, Clarksville, Watertown, and from other important military capitals around the globe. Eye on Defense brings the top military and defense issues into focus. Eye on Defense is proudly sponsored by Big Sarge Pre-Owned TA-50 Emporium and The Last Hope Jewelry and Pawn. And now, citizens of Earth, brace yourselves for the next episode of Eye on Defense. Defense, 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 defense. All right, we're back, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It's uh, 19 September, um, episode 51, I think. Episode 51. So we're only going to do one topic today, and it's going to be the modernization of Poland's armed forces. And how I got this idea is I was looking at uh, the normal defense websites that I look at, and I kept coming across uh, article after article on Poland and modernization. So this will be the Polish... The Poland's military modernization episode, Polish military modernization episode, however you want to say it. And first of all, the first thing I found out is next year, FY23, uh, Poland spent plans on spending $20 billion on defense, which is a lot more than they're used to spending. And a lot of these articles I'm referred to come from Defense News, and the author's name is Jaroslaw Adamowski. And two or three or four of the articles that I refer to all are, are from him. And I think he had a co-author, Jen Judson, who, of course, we like here. And so I guess the article that first caught my eye was the uh, the SEP-3 uh, M1 tanks. And we, we talked about that a couple of episodes ago. And we got that information from the Defense Security Cooperation Agency. And it's referred to in a few of these articles. But the next, the, really the article that really got me going was the pull it up Poland inks deal for FA-50 light attack aircraft from South Korea and that was an article from 7, uh, 17 September just two, two days ago from Mr. Adamowski and in it of course it, he refers to the aircraft that are coming from South Korea and he also refers to uh, some tanks that the uh, the Polish army is going to be getting from from South Korea because so seems like South Korea and Poland are working well together. So what I did was I started going through article after article and I started just writing down the stuff that they're getting and in no particular order. I I'll try to I tried to do it in a particular order and it just doesn't work for me. So what I'll do is I'll just go down the list. Hopefully you can sort it out better than I could, and uh, I'll try to give you a date of when I think it's when this occurred. I'll tell you what it is and uh, what country, when they're supposed to be delivered, and what I think the cost is based on my research. So anyway, we'll start off with uh, August 22. Um, I think that's the first time we talked about the uh, Poland. This is from Defense Security Cooperation Agency. Uh, the release is from, actually, it's from February 17th, but we talked about it in August or July. Anyway, the government of Poland has requested, and they're going to get 250 M1, A2, SEP3, SEP V3 Abrams tanks. And SEP means soldier, uh, System Enhancement Program Version 3. So they're going to get 250 of those tanks. Uh, 26, part of this deal, they get 26 M88 recovery vehicles, Hercules. They're going to get uh, 250 Duke counter ID systems. 17 joint assault bridges, it's called the M110, uh, M1110, M1110, 
270 cal machine guns, 500 M240 Charlie, 7.62 machine guns. The M240 Charlie model is kind of a coax for uh, armored vehicles. It's not a dismount machine gun. And uh, they have 28 of these M1 tanks already on hand. And the rest will start being delivered in January of 2025. And this whole deal costs $6 billion. And these tanks are going to go to the 18th Mech Division. I think this is a new division they're building in Poland. Kind of their elite uh, Mech Division, 18th Mech Division. There you go. So that was the first thing. Also in August, uh, they're going to buy, they said they're going to buy 180 K2 tanks from South Korea. Delivery from 2022 to 2025. And that's part of a $5.8 billion package. Also included in that package is 212 K9 Alpha 1 howitzers from South Korea. Also from South Korea. With delivery between 2022 and 2026. Part of the $5.8 billion package. Uh, Moving on. Of course, September, we just talked about a little bit, the 48 FA-50 light attack aircraft from South Korea. They're going to get 12 in 2023, 36 between 2025 and 2028 for a total of $3 billion. Uh, And also in September 22, they're going to purchase 48 Crab S self-propelled 155s, uh, delivery date 2025 to 2027, cost of $800 million. Now, these Crab, uh, 48 Crab self-propelled 155s, they're, they're manufactured in Poland uh, from a company called PGZ or HSW. I can't pronounce it. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. But anyway, it's a, it's a Polish company that's making them. Let's see what else. Also in September, there's a letter of request to buy 96 Apache H64 Echoes from the United States. They're made by Boeing. Uh, the cost is, is not mentioned and the schedule is not disclosed either. And they want these for the 18th mech division too. So that mech division, the 18th mech division going to be a pretty squared away division, at least with equipment wise. Now, so I started going back in the defense security cooperation agency. You can do that. They have archives of stuff. And I noticed a few things for Poland. I didn't go crazy with, in looking into it. I only went back to 2020. So in January 2020, uh, Poland bought 32 F-35 Alphas for delivery date in 2024 for a cost of $6.5 billion. Of course, F-35 Lightning II is the most advanced fighter in the world. They're getting 32 of them. Um, What else did I see? Oh, in March 2020, uh, they ordered 180 Javelin missiles and 79 Clues command launch units from the United States. For a cost of $100 million. I couldn't find a schedule on that. So that's the stuff that they've got on board. Now, I read another article where they want, to, and this article is from August of 22. They want to buy 500 M142 HIMARS from the United States. And they also want to buy six batteries of Patriot missiles, which is about 36 launchers. And they're also interested in buying K-39 Chunmu, C-H-U-N-M-O-O, multiple launch rockets, uh, MRL, from South Korea. So if you're keeping up, that's one, two, three, four different weapon systems from South Korea. Howitzers, uh, tanks, airplanes, and now uh, kind of like a 
MLRS knockoff or HIMARS knockoff. I call it a knockoff, but it's basically a truck mounted. So there you go. That's all the stuff that I just came up with just today. And that's basically one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven different packages, all different weapon systems, all state of the art stuff. Uh, I could do the math on what I think just those things that I mentioned would cost, even though some of the cost wasn't mentioned. I'll I'll do the quick math and see just what my figures say. Damn by it. So all that from 2022 from 2020 Jan 2020 to now that's about 20 billion bucks right there that doesn't include the patriots the six batteries of patriots 36 launchers it doesn't include the uh, K239s and it doesn't include the HIMARS but includes everything else about 20 billion right just right there 21 billion roughly all right so when I went ahead and did is some of this equipment I wasn't familiar with, uh, namely the FA-50, the Crab-155, the K-2 tank, and the K-9A1 howitzer, and the K-39 multiple ro- rocket launcher. I wasn't familiar with that, so I went ahead and did some homework. And if you don't mind, I'm going to go over it real quick. That way you're kind of tracking on what, what this stuff is. I think Apache, everybody's familiar with the Apache. I think everybody's familiar with the Javelin by now. Uh, and I think everybody's familiar with the F-35 two, Lightning two. If not, check out one of our episodes. We did a whole episode on that. So we'll start with the K-9 Alpha-1 howitzer. This is uh, South Korea. It's made by a company called Hanwha. It's called the K-9 Thunder, self-propelled. It's 155. It's, let's see, basic loads 48 rounds, max range is 40K, weight's 47 tons, Supposedly, you can put this thing in and out of action pretty quick in 90 seconds. Uh, the rate of fire is six to eight rounds per minute for max. Sustained rate of fire is two to three rounds per minute for one hour. Uh, it's got real. It's an armored cab, so it's got real good protection against 14.5 millimeter AP rounds and our personnel or armor piercing rounds. AP that AP means armor piercing. 155 shell fragments and AP mines, which is anti personnel mines, not anti tank mines. So that's the K9 Alpha 1, K9 Thunder self-propelled howitzer. And they're getting how many of those? 212. So next is the K... Oh, by the way, did I write this down? Yeah, they have a good website. So if you want to check out their website, it's pretty good. It's the Hanwha website. Uh, K2 tank, also known as a Black Panther from South Korea, made by Hyundai Rotom. It's got a 120-millimeter gun. Basic loads 40 rounds. It's got a 7.62 coax, a 12.7 heavy machine gun. Uh, rate of fire is 10 rounds per minute. It's got a crew of three, a driver, gunner, and commander. No loader. I wonder if it's an auto loader. Anyway, uh, speed is 70K per hour. And weight is 60 tons. Now, that's kind of heavy, I think, but I don't know. I'm not a tanker, but. I'll give you an example. The SEP-3, M1 SEP-3 tank is 73 tons. Uh, This K-2 tank, Black Panther from South Korea, is 60 tons. And the MPF, the Army's new mobile protected firepower that they're going to use for the light brigades or the IBCTs, that's 40 tons to give you kind of an example. So 40 tons is considered a light tank today. So 70 
three is a heavy tank for an M1, and this thing's kind of in between. I got all this from Army Recognition website. It's pretty good. Uh, the next crab. Oh, how many of these K2 are they getting? They're getting 180. So they're getting 180 of these tanks, and they're getting 250 M1s. So they're giving two different... That's what kind of is puzzling to me. Not puzzling, troubling. They have two different type of tanks. Both 120 millimeter. But I think the beauty of the, the, the beauty, the the efficiency of the U.S. Army is that they have one tank, the M1. And now they're going to have this mobile protect firepower. So I just contradicted myself. But anyway, for years they had one tank, the M1. Then they only had one fighting vehicle, the Bradley. Uh, and only for the past 20 years have they had the Striker. So logistics speaking, it's been pretty easy for them, I think. And to be honest with you, this mobile protective firepower, it's based upon an M1 chassis. I do believe it's made by the same people. So you're still kind of the same there. Um, now, the M113, you know, it's been around. It's on their way out. It, it, they got the Ant-V coming. My point is... The more vehicles you have, the more your supply chain is going to be complicated. And with everything on supply chain now and COVID and supply chain deliveries and fuel costs and all that, everybody's concentrating on supply chain logistics more than ever, wisely so. But anyway, I thought I'd bring that up. Uh, where did we leave off? Uh, the Crab 15, the Crab SP self propel 155. This is a pole. This is, uh, yeah, this is made in Poland by that company. I think the parent company is called PGZ, and it's made by a sub called HSW. Uh, by the way, Poland, Poland donated eighteen of these things to Ukraine, and they're in action right now. So they're battle tested, combat proven. Uh, the weight is forty eight tons. The average speed is thirty k. The range is 400K on the road, off the road. It's got a crew of five, uh, vehicle commander, driver, gunner, two ammo handlers. Basic load is 60 rounds. Rate of fire is 18 rounds in three minutes. The range is 30 to 40K. Um, and how many of these are they getting? 48. 48 of these. And then we get to the FA-50. Uh, I'm going to pull their website up because it's a really good website. I, I highlighted that. It's a good website. Let me pull that up. All right, so the FA-50 light attack aircraft from South Korea, KIA. KIA is Korea Aerospace Industries. Uh, they've This aircraft has been in the Rock Air Force since 2005. Uh, max speed is 1.5. Is Max speed is Mach 1.5. Takeoff weight max is 26,928 pounds. Uh, the crew of two, and I guess for armament, it's got, they got a nice, they do a good job of just laying it out for you here. It's got a 20-millimeter gun, three-barreled gun, 20-millimeter gun with three barrels. That's a better way to say it. It carries AIM-1, AIM-9 Sidewinder air-to-air missiles, AGM Maverick air-to-ground missiles, uh, Mark 82 500-pound general-purpose bomb, uh, SUU-20 dispenser. I should have looked that up. I don't know what that is. And JDAM precision guided munitions. And if you didn't know what JDAM is, was, I kind of forgot. I looked it up. A JDAM munition 
is a joint direct attack munition. It's a guidance kit that converts existing unguided bombs into precision smart bombs. Um, it's not a it's not an ordinance in itself. It's uh, it's just what it says. It's a guidance system to make dumb bombs smart. Is there anything else I want to talk about that? It's been around a while. Combat proven. Uh, made by Boeing. Unit cost is twenty four thousand dollars each. And I think that's all I want to talk about on that. And I got all that information from the KAI website. Really good website. And last but not least is the K-39 uh, multiple rocket launcher. I couldn't find much information on this. Um, where did I find information on it so I can tell you? I think I had to go to Wikipedia, to be honest with you. I went to Army Recognition, and it really wasn't that good. Uh, but basically, it's a multiple rocket launcher. It's on an 8x8 truck. The truck can go 800 km uh, cruising, you know, cruising range. Non-nuclear indirect fire uh, weapon, area fire weapon. It's got two launch pads. It can fire three different uh, munitions. It can fire 130, 131 millimeter, a 230 millimeter, and a 239 millimeter. It's kind of like a, a high Mars. Uh, where's the range at on this? So the 131 millimeter unguided rocket has a range of 36 kilometers. Uh, the 230 millimeter is based upon the M26-227 unguided rocket using the M270 MLRS, of course, the, the U.S. version, or the South Korean version that got from the United States. It has a range of 45K, and the 239 has a range of 80K. So that's the one that can reach out and touch you. Uh, Wikipedia goes on. I don't want to go too much into it. So that's pretty much it for the equipment. Um I laid out 17 different weapon systems that they have uh, just in the last two years. So that's it on that. And I went to another website called, let's see where it's at, called OVD. What the heck does OVD mean? OvertDefense.com. This is an article from March 29th. And the article does a good job. It basically lays out what they want to do with the, uh, with the Army. Or I guess, I don't know if they should call it the Army. Yeah, the Army. So the Polish, Polish Ministry of Defense wants to radically increase the Army's size from an estimated 110 enlisted men and officers with the additional of 30,000 territorial force soldiers to 250. So they want to go from 110 to 250 with a 50,000 strong territorial force. Uh, that's quite a... That's quite an increase. Uh, the Ministry of National Defense wants to achieve this by changing training procedures and legal organization of the reserve, along with wage increases to encourage young people to join the Army. It's probably a good idea. Uh, let's see what else. They plan to introduce red legislation uh, in July of 2022, which was a couple of months ago. And they want to introduce changes in the branch of the armed forces and say, let's take a brief look at the changes. Here we go. The act proposes a division of Polish armed forces into four different categories. They are specifically focused on the type of service based upon enlistment. Uh, and here they are. Number one is full-time employed soldiers and NCOs. This is a professional military personnel that will serve up to 15 years of enlistment and then will supposedly be eligible for military pension. This will be the form the Army's Corps. The next one is mandatory service. 
This is a new element of the Armed Forces. Mandatory service members are going to go through basic training and then be called for reserve drills. The component is also going to get trained on specialized equipment in the form of weekend schools. Mandatory service branches in two segments, namely, number one is voluntary service for those who want to become a reservist or join the military later on. Uh, they will be called reservist drills in the new reservist corps in the Polish Armed Forces. And the second one is obligatory service is introduced. These people will be the ones who are drafted for military training that will last for a period of time. So you got two so far, full-time, mandatory. Mandatory is broke down into voluntary and obligatory. Then you have territory defense forces, the newest component of the armed forces that serve along with the professional army. These are people who practice in weekend training and pass 14 days of military, basic military training. This branch is dedicated to people who do not want to join the armed forces but are dedicating to react with their local communities and supporting the army. And then number four is Reserve Corps. Those have already passed their basic military training and underwent med military medical qual and are going to represent the new Reserve Corps. Their main role is to fill out brigades with manpower in case of mobilization, Reserve Corps branches into active and passive reserve. And those are broke down into active reserve. This is, group is filled by people who already went the military training and took their oath. And passive reserve, this group represents every adult man who passed their medical qual but did not undergo medical training. I'm sorry, medical training. Military training. The article goes on and talks about radical increase of military spending. We don't want to go crazy with that. We talked about it. Already uh, going on, changes in recruitment, improved economic. I want to talk about that. I was hoping they talk about military modernization. But they mostly focus on personnel, which is kind of good to know. Uh, and that's pretty much it. 21 minutes, 59 seconds. This, this episode was only dedicated to Pol Poland and their military modernization. It came about because I was... Just seeing article after article after article on Poland modernization. I think I counted 17 or whatever it was, different programs in the last two years. So they're putting their money where their mouth is, that's for sure. Um, so that's it. We're done. 22 minutes. Uh, this is where I remind everybody that we're on Twitter, at uh, defense underscore podcast, if you can possibly find the time. Check us out on Twitter. If you don't have the time and you can't check us out on Twitter, it's no big deal. But if you want to see what the podcast is up to, when do we release a new episode, that's where I'm going to put it is Twitter. So if you want to, if you like the podcast, you probably like Twitter, I think. Um, and if you like the Twitter, you probably like the podcast, either or. All right, that's it. 22 minutes. I'm done. Um, I already started thinking about the next episode. I got to do a little more looking into it. But other than that. Uh, if you stumbled upon us by accident, welcome. And if you're a, a long-time listener or a short-time listener, welcome back. That's pretty much it. Episode 51 is in the books. Let me make sure I got everything. I didn't want to forget anything. Yeah, that's it. Episode 51 in the books. So thank you very much, and good night.